Hey everybody, this is Alf speaking. Welcome back on the Macro Compass. Yesterday, Chair Powell attempted at sounding dovish, but I think he mistakenly did so. And let's see why and what does this mean for asset classes. So <clears throat> how do you assess whether the outcome of a central bank meeting is actually hawkish or dovish? Well, you look at what has been delivered against what's the probability distribution which was priced in before the meeting. It's not an absolute assessment, it's a relative one. And yesterday, the Fed delivered a 50 basis point rate hike and a balance sheet run of schedule, which actually closely met expectations, if you ask me. But it was the press conference that turned uh, to a surprise expectation on the dovish side. So the Fed delivered a 50 basis point hike, the first in 20 years, and a 500 plus billion QT schedule for 2022. The presser, though, was the most interesting part. It started with a strong and concise message to Americans. Uh, we understand inflation is squeezing you guys. We have your back. We'll get this under control. We are very serious about inflation. But we heard this song already, and he went on again to paint the picture of how strong is the US American economy, how tight is the labor market. Several times he referred to the ratio between job openings and uh, unemployed people. It's uh, almost two times. It's extremely high. Um, okay, we all know, all know that, but shall we talk about how much is the tightening ahead of us and what is the forward guidance? And here is where we had a couple of dovish surprises in the press conference, if you ask me. The first was the committee is not actively considering 75 basis point rate hikes at this stage. And the second was that assuming that economic and financial conditions evolve in line with expectations, then there is a broad sense on the committee that additional 50 basis point increases should be on the table at the next couple of meetings. The assuming that financial conditions evolve in line with expectations remarked a couple of times that was interesting too. But let's look at the first surprise first, that the committee is not considering 75 basis point rate hikes. So uh, I pointed out in the article that the distribution of um, the Fed funds rate by December 2022, as a result of that, moved from being said from 3% to 2.75%. Most importantly, the right tail of this distribution became much thinner. Basically, the probability that Fed funds would end up the year above 3% effectively disappeared because Powell not only cut the chance that 75 basis point rate hike would happen in June, but also the chance that 75 basis point rate hikes would happen in September or going forward were basically eliminated. And by trying to truncate the right tail of the distribution, what you do is that you remove the hawkish uncertainty from fixed income markets. And that lowers implied volatility, first in fixed income markets and then in other markets, and it encourages investors to reload on risk assets. So what we had is equities staged a strong rally, credit spreads tighten, the US dollar depreciated, wait a second. Stronger equities, tighter credit spreads, weaker US dollar. It's basically loser financial conditions. But we thought the Fed was all after tighter financial conditions here. They thought us they were very told us they were very serious about inflation. Okay, that was a, a pretty interesting surprise already. The decision to truncate so sharply the right hawkish side of this distribution. The second one uh, was assuming that financial conditions evolve in line with expectations. Then we're going to do fifty basis point hikes in a row, basically validating market pricing. So Powell first proceeded to cut the hawkish right tail. Of the distribution and then told us that the current bond market pricing is fine but only financial conditions evolve in line with expectations so it actually sounds to me as this was an attempt at sounding dovish and slow the pace of deterioration and risk sentiment 
we had a very sharp uh, tightening in financial conditions in April, all of a sudden, while at the same time attempting at sounding very serious about inflation. But markets will keep forcing Powell to choose between a gentle tightening of financial conditions, that's what he wants to achieve, and getting inflation and inflation expectation firmly under control. If he tries to achieve both, then basically markets will be in charge. Like yesterday, if he winks at risk assets, he will get a sharp loosening of financial conditions all at once. And this goes against his very objective of slowing down demand and anchoring inflation expectation. That's what happened yesterday. Five-year inflation swaps went sharply up after the Fed meeting. This is not what the Fed is hoping for. And that's what you get if you say you're serious about inflation and then you send a couple of dovish surprises in the press conference. You look rather serious-ish about inflation and that's not enough for markets. Now, what does that mean for portfolio allocations? Well, Powell's mistaken attempt uh, at sounding dovish might force a short-term risk asset rally, similar to the one we saw uh, in the second half of March. But medium term, my stance remains that risk assets can rally sustainably only if inflation slows down faster than priced in the forward curve and expected by the Fed. Well, if it does, you know, it basically allows the Fed to take off the, the foot of the gas pedal. Um, and basically, this can um, credibly reprise the hawkish bond market expectations, lower implied volatility, and risk assets can rally in a sustainable way. Otherwise, things need to get much, much worse first before they can get better, which means financial conditions need to drop to a point where you know companies lose access to credit markets, you have second round effects on the labor market, or the functioning of the treasury and the repo market are seriously impaired. And then at that, that point, the Fed will need to reconsider things. But, you know, things probably need to get worse before they get better, or inflation needs to slow down very aggressively for risk assets to rally. For the time being, we comfortably sit in the quadrant four of the macro compass. The credit impulse slowed dramatically. The monetary policy stance has become sharply tighter all of a sudden, fast repricing up in real yields. So this is a moment to remain medium-term defensive in your asset allocation. That's the soundest choice, in my opinion. And as the last remark in this uh, short podcast, uh, we have a new episode of the Macro Trading Floor out. Uh, we interviewed Chief Strategist and Portfolio Manager uh, Mike Green. He works for Simplify. It's been a very fun uh, and actionable episode. So go and listen it out. And uh, last of all, if you're interested in any kind of partnership, collaboration, sponsorships, just reach out at themacrocompass at gmail.com. And thank you guys for the amazing support you've been given to this community. It's uh, We're up to, I think, 43,500 subscribers at this stage. I love you all. And uh, thanks for uh, supporting me further. If you want to do uh, more, you can just like and share this article. And I would appreciate that. Feel free to comment, ask questions in the comment section. As you know, I will be trying to reply to everybody. Talk to you guys next week. Ciao.